I'm Hillary Hendershot, your host, and this is Profit Boss Radio, The Retirement Years, Episode 153. The Retirement Years on Profit Boss Radio is your weekly wealth building and retirement mastermind. Profit Boss is also a movement for women who want to reach their full wealth potential and be financially free. Let me be your guide as you defy the odds, take control of your money, grow your wealth, and retire well. Do you want the secrets of wealth and retirement to be yours? This is the place. I'm Hillary Hendershot. I'm a certified financial planner running a leading advisory firm for women and couples, and I'm sharing with you real stories from real life and real people who are making it happen. Forget Wall Street. You ready? Let's do this. Hello, Profit Boss. We're wrapping up 2019 with a feel-good episode. This is the hallmark special of Profit Boss Radio episodes where you're talking about doing good while doing well. What is that? What does that mean? It's making a difference in your community and with people you know and care about today before you're wealthy enough to be a philanthropist. It's building relationships with the people whose lives are about solving the problems that matter to you, becoming a part of that network, putting a stake in the ground and saying, I'm going to leave this planet a better place than I found it. It's making a commitment to voluntary giving rather than complaining that your friends, family, community, and the government aren't doing enough. It's putting a stake in the ground and saying that you do have enough to give some of it away, whether what you're giving away is your time or your money. And by the way, those are the only two things you can give away. Of course, you can be someone who encourages other people to give of their resources, and you would be giving of your time to do that. Because I say doing good while doing well is an important part of being a conscientious member of society. Look, ultimately, you're either going to leave the planet a better place than you found it or not. And this is one way that you can really, really, first of all, contribute to your own experience of yourself being a person who makes a difference with other people and also really join the join the army of people who are committed that humanity have a better planet to live on in the future than we do right now. I will share with you that when I was digging myself out of tens of thousands of dollars of debt, I put charitable giving in my monthly spending plan. If I recall correctly, it was 30 bucks, then maybe it went up to $50. And I will tell you that it's a mindset shift to go from being that I don't have enough money to even live a life that I am interested in living to being that I have enough money to give some of it away because you have to have enough in order to give some away. If you're paying your bills and paying for what you're enjoying and you're also giving something away, it's just a different experience of life. And it was a pleasure. It was fun for me. Sometimes I would find at the end of the month, I had gotten to the end of the month and I hadn't spent that $30 or $50. I hadn't given it away. And it was fun for me to find ways and opportunities to do that. And you can do that with individuals or charities. And we're going to talk about more of that today. So today's episode is about unique and interesting and even inspiring ways that people are giving. We have links to all of the different charities and opportunities to give that I'll mention in the show notes at hillaryhendershot.com forward slash 153. Our first example is leveraged giving. 
finding ways to give where giving one dollar or one unit or one thing multiplies on itself. My example of this today is RIP medical debt. Rest in peace, medical debt. RIP Medical Debt is a not-for-profit company that buys medical debt for pennies on the dollar. And instead of collecting the debt, it forgives the debt. They were featured on John Oliver last year, and you should watch that video. Uh, you can watch the video by clicking into the show notes, and then we'll have a link to it there. But, you know, John Oliver really talked for a long time about this charity. It's a very special segment that he did, and it's really fun and entertaining, and it will alter your opinion of humanity. Anyone can donate and receive a tax deduction for their gift to RIP Medical Debt. Some facts about medical debt. More than $100 billion in unpaid medical debt every year adversely impacts debtor patients, physicians, and hospitals. Nearly two-thirds of U.S. adults under age 65 or 116 million people had medical bill problems or debt. They went without needed care because of the cost or they were uninsured or underinsured for a period of time. Medical debt contributes to more than 60% of the bankruptcies in the U.S. Now, if you're thinking, look, that's their bills, they should cover their bills. Nobody else is paying my credit card bills. Why should I cover somebody else's? Well, the fact of the matter is, look, people get into a very tough situation when you have an accident or some medical outcome and you end up in the emergency room or urgent care and you're sort of stuck with this bill that you couldn't plan for and couldn't possibly save for. And unfortunately, there I'm not going to get into a discussion of the healthcare system, but we all know costs are going up so quickly that they're, in some cases, unimaginable costs for certain procedures and certain medications. And we don't have a system where an ordinary human being can afford an extraordinary treatment, no matter what they do. It's just a bit of a broken system right now. And I'm just being honest with you. I don't have that many soft spots. I have soft spots for children and for animals, but For the most part, you know, if you listen to this show, I am very much an advocate of people being responsible for their own choices. And in this case, I think good people could get themselves into bad situations very quickly. So I do think that this is a very, very good cause. So whose unpayable medical bills does RIP forgive? It's individuals who make less than two times the federal poverty level, individuals who face financial hardship, so they owe debt that's more than 5% or more of their annual income, and individuals who are insolvent, they have debts greater than their assets. So here's the kicker. Why should you donate to RIP Medical Debt? Well, because on average, $1 abolishes $100 of debt. It's pretty amazing because these folks who own the debt, they are willing after a certain period of time of trying to collect on it, they sell it to other organizations or entities who give them money and then go try to collect on it, but give them money, but for the reduced dollar. So in this case, again, on average, if you buy a dollar of medical debt, you are line iteming out a hundred dollars of debt from someone's asset sheet. The forgiveness is a gift from a detached and disinterested third party. So forgiveness of the debt does not count as income for the gift recipient. There's an example on the organization's website. It's a really heartwarming story. Two New York women who heard about RIP medical debt and took it upon themselves to raise $12,500 in order to purchase $1.5 million of medical debts and forgave them. 
totally amazing. Welcome to this week's Money Wise segment, where we keep you in the know and especially smarter than your neighbor. Today, we're talking about the tax deductibility of charitable contributions. For those of you who are maybe tax experts, this is not going to be in any way a complete treatment of how to calculate your taxable income or adjusted gross income. So if you're listening with an eye for, hey, there's not enough detail here. Yeah, I'm admitting that right up front. I'm trying to keep this short ish. So people keep listening. Okay. So here's the thing you need to know. You have your earned income. Let's say in your household, it's $200,000 this year. Now you're either going to take the standard deduction or you're going to itemize your deductions. What are deductions anyway? Well, that's how we reduce your taxable income. No one gets taxed on their total earned income. We always reduce it. So you're either going to reduce it by the standard deduction, which in the case of single people is $12,200. And for married couples, that's $24,400. Or you're going to reduce your total earned income by itemizing your deductions. And in that case, you can add up all of your charitable contributions, your deductible mortgage interest, and any other deductions that you might be able to take. This number is lower than it has been in past years because we are now not able to deduct our state income taxes paid. That's called SALT, state and local taxes. So state and local tax deduction is limited to $10,000, where for some people maybe paying 50, 60, even over $100,000 in state income taxes, they're only allowed to deduct $10,000 of that number on their federal tax return. So again, your ability to itemize went down, the standard deductions went way up. So there are far more people taking the standard deduction and far fewer people itemizing. That said, lots of people still itemize. Now, does that mean if you're taking the standard deduction and you're not actually reducing your income by your charitable contributions that you shouldn't be generous? I say no. And in fact, use it as your opportunity to give money and resources to maybe non-traditional entities, individuals, organizations, or charities. Not everyone worth your time and resources has qualified for 501c3 status. So if you are in love with your local SPCA, or in my case, the Bass Center at Stanford Children's Hospital, then go ahead and give. But if you want to give to an individual or a family that is really in need this season, then you should do that. And now you know more than your neighbor about the tax deductibility of charitable donations. Okay, the second really interesting way you can give this season is pooled giving. So a colleague of mine who's a successful business owner attends the United Methodist Church of the Resurrection, which has locations in Missouri and Kansas. And while I couldn't find anything on their website specifically talking about this program, she says that the church donates 100% of its Christmas program donations to local nonprofits and mission efforts. Last year, over $1.5 million. So you can participate with organizations that support doing good while doing well. 
The third example is making a difference locally. So a client of mine says that she and 10 other women wanted to make a difference for a single mom who happens to be a waitress at a local breakfast restaurant. They're all planning to go to brunch on Saturday. And at the end of the meal, everyone will put down $100. The money will pay for their breakfast and the remaining will be this waitress's tip. Pretty amazing. I love stories like this. Fourth example, sponsoring a child. For a pretty low monthly cost, usually less than $40 from what I saw, you can sponsor a child either internationally or in the U.S., providing ongoing financial support to them as they develop, learn, and grow. According to World Vision's website, the child sponsorship program addresses the root causes of children's vulnerability. They empower children, their families, and their communities to break free from poverty. They take a comprehensive and integrated approach to community development using evidence-based interventions in their programming. Some of the things these organizations are helping communities do is improve water and sanitation, health and nutrition, education, child protection, and other spiritual programs. And some of the things that they said about their programs are they're effective. Their holistic community empowering approach is helping kids and families transform their lives. So for example, kids are healthier. 89% of the severely malnourished children they treat in severe relief environments made a full recovery. They have more children have local health services. So moms and kids in Zambia are six times more likely to get health care when they're being supported by a program like this. Kids are thriving in school. So in Bangladesh, 68% of kids have reading comprehension versus 4% at schools without the program. And also water solutions are long lasting. A study conducted by the University of North Carolina's Water Institute found that eight in 10 of their wells drilled in Ghana were still functioning at high levels after two decades. That's 33% higher than the industry average of six in 10. I got this example from my sister who has been sponsoring a child for many years. And I have been seeing this little girl's pictures in my sister's kitchen for many years. So we're all watching her grow up and it's pretty fun. So some organizations you can sponsor a child through are Compassion International, World Vision, and Save the Children, just to name a few. Okay, the fifth and final kind of category I'm thinking about this season for making a difference doing good while doing well is making a massive concentrated difference for one thing that you really care about. I have two examples. In the first, a group of high school classmates from 40 years ago made a bucket list wish come true for one of their own. A 58-year-old woman named Dana Kennan is suffering from stage four breast cancer that has spread to her lungs and bones and all across her body. Her dying wish, quote unquote, was to go to Disneyland with someone who had never been there before so she could see it through their eyes. Seeing Disneyland for the first time. Her former high school classmates rallied together and made that trip to Disneyland happen. And now they're even raising money to pay for her chemotherapy treatments, which her insurance has stopped covering. Of course, we're linking to her Facebook fundraiser in the show notes. And I'm wrapping up today's episode with our second example of this very special way to give. And that is how my husband and I were able to give $12,200 to the Bass Center at Lucille Packard Children's Hospital this year. If you listen to this podcast, you know that in October of 2018, my daughter, our at the time two-year-old daughter, Harlan, was diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukemia. And um, it was very important to me this year to give back. So I started a fundraiser. I simply made a post on Facebook and I said, 
you know, in honor of Harlan's third birthday, which she would not have made it to without the good folks at the Bass Center. Uh, the Bass Center is the Center for Childhood Blood Diseases at uh, Stanford Children's Hospital, which is also called Lucille Packard Children's Hospital. Um, I wanted to raise $3,000, and then we said we would match that with $3,000. So this is leveraged giving, and it provides people a reason to give because they know if I give $100, it's actually going to turn into $200 to this charity. So uh, with a one post, I'm proud to say that we raised about $5,000. So I had to then double the number. I said, okay, we were going to match up to $3,000. Now we're going to match up to $6,000. And we were able to raise $6,200. So Robert and I wrote a check for $6,000 and we donated that. We had a big check, a big presentation ceremony at the Bass Center a couple of weeks ago when Harlan was there for her most recent procedure. And it was great fun. It was great fun. If we're friends on Facebook or you saw those pictures on Instagram, you saw the picture of her really celebrating with that huge check. It was bigger than her. And I will tell you that, um, you know, I, I definitely feel an eternal debt of gratitude to that entity, that organization, the Bass Center. And so for me, this was the most meaningful way I could thank them. I mean, look, I don't have you know, years of education and childhood cancer. So I can't necessarily contribute to the cause. What I can do is I can raise money. And if you're motivated to give, Harlan's link to her fundraiser is still live. And of course, you can find that at hillaryhendershot.com forward slash 153. So today, as we wrap up, I'm not ashamed to say I'm encouraging you to find a way to give something. I would love it if you would make a commitment to give on a monthly basis, whether that's five or 50 or $500. But I really want to hear about how you decide to make someone's day or contribute to someone's efforts or donate to a charitable cause. Please find me. You can message me on Instagram. I'm hillary.hendershot. You can email us at media at hillaryhendershot.com. We'll compile your examples and I will make them either a future episode or a future Money Wise segment. Happy holidays. I want to wish you a happy new year. If you're listening to these episodes as they publish, there will not be another episode until 2020, a brand new decade. Congratulations on all of your successes and all of your prosperity. And thank you for listening to Profit Boss Radio. Hey, Profit Boss. If after listening to today's episode, you think you might be ready to take meaningful actions with your wealth and perhaps consider working with me and my firm in some way, then I'd love to hear from you. Just go to hillaryhendershot.com forward slash hello. That's Hillary with one L and Hendershot with two T's dot com slash hello. When I'm not sitting behind the mic, I'm running Hendershot Wealth Management. We're a fee-only fiduciary financial advisory firm. We work with women and couples to take their finances to the next level. Everything I talk about here on the show gets personalized and put to work for my clients. So I ask you, why wait till tomorrow when you can start realizing your full wealth potential today? The life you want to live, it doesn't have to wait. Just imagine the freedom and joy you'll experience when you've secured your retirement and enjoyed the years leading up to it. 
that's what I want for you. That's what I do for my clients. And if that's what you want for yourself, just head on over to my website right now, hillaryhendershot.com slash hello. All of our initial conversations are totally complimentary. So let's just see where a friendly conversation may lead. hillaryhendershot.com slash hello. As we wrap things up here for today, I need to review with you the things I have to disclose as a fiduciary financial advisor offering wealth management services through my firm, Hendershot Wealth Management, LLC. You should know that the opinions I express on Profit Boss Radio are my own and they can change. The content I provide in the show is for general education. It's not intended as specific investment advice, nor do I recommend any specific financial products. Unlike how I roll at home with my husband, I can't guarantee that my statements, opinions, or forecasts are always 100% right. Of course, I wish I could peek into that proverbial crystal ball, but so far, I haven't found it. Past performance is not indicative of future results. I talk a lot about indexes and I want you to know you can't actually buy an index because of course when you take a list of companies and create a product that allows people to invest in those companies, there are fees and expenses involved that reduce returns. Remember, all investing involves risk, which as you know, means you could lose your money. And I have to tell you that there is no guarantee that any investment plan or strategy will be successful. And that should keep my lawyers happy. Have a great day.